0: You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cuddle of Gary Cuddle Ministries on today's edition.
1: I'm not going to say that just because you raise your children in church is a guarantee that they'll live right. I understand there are exceptions to that rule because everybody has their own personal will and they will give account personally to God for what they do. I'm not suggesting that if you raise them in church, uh, that they're always gonna end up right, but I am suggesting that you increase the chances of them living right, and you need every odd in your favor in this culture. You don't need to leave nothing on the table for the enemy to take up.
0: It should come as no surprise to you that the family is struggling. Well, today, Pastor Gary wants to remind you of the importance of fighting for your family He encourages you not to listen to the voices telling you that you don't have to be a part of a church, that it's just as important to make memories. As you'll learn, this isn't true. While bringing your kids to church isn't a guarantee that they'll thrive, you'll be surrounding them with godly voices and stacking the deck in their favor. Now, here's Pastor Gary in Psalm 127 as he begins his message, Family Matters. Psalm
1: chapter 127, and we're going to read the entire chapter. It's only five verses. The Bible says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late. To eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them, they shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Now focus with me, verse 1, where the Bible said, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Today my subject is to speak to you on family matters. The context of this entire chapter is building your house. That is your family unit. And the Bible says that except the Lord build the house, you might say, except the Lord build your family, you labor in vain. God has a blueprint for building families we have our instructions from the word of God but to build the family by anything besides God's blueprint is to build it in vain we have today a culture that is far removed from God's blueprint and design for the family unit Satan has got his claws in every facet of society for the singular purpose of destroying the family unit. Because God instituted the family for a very specific purpose and for a very specific reason. And Satan knows that the downfall of society is going to come through the downfall of... Of the family unit. Now, as I'm preaching today, I'm preaching to many who are either suffering from or in the midst of a breakdown of your particular family. I do not bring this message today to rebuke you, but to help you. Because God knows that in a broken world, there are many situations that we find ourselves that are beyond our own control. Much of the instruction that we will give today from the Word of God is meant to be taken as applicable to your situation. And you need to understand that God has hope and healing and power to bless despite the brokenness that may currently exist in your family and in your life. But know this... God's blueprint is found in the Word of God. That's why Satan has gone to great measures to cause our children in public schools to begin to doubt the Word of God from the very first verse in the beginning. God, they want you to doubt it from the very first verse, so that you won't you won't uh, give any serious thought to the rest of the passage. The devil knows that if you're thinking that the first verse is wrong, then what's to say that the rest of the verses are wrong? The devil knows that, so he plants seeds of doubt to cause this culture to doubt the viability of God's Word. But can I tell you today that you cannot get a better blueprint for building a family than from the very Word of God. After all, God is the designer of the family, And if you want to know how to fix something, you go straight to the manufacturer's blueprint. Can I get an amen? All right, now God has a blueprint, and that's what we're interested in. That's what the Bible means. Many of you have worked uh, either as contractors or subcontractors, no doubt, in your lifetime. If I were to hire a GC, a general contractor today, to build me a new house, I don't have that kind of money, amen, so I'm not going to literally, but if I were, we're speaking hypothetically here, if I were to hire a general contractor, I would hire The general contractor who would oversee the building project, but he would turn around and most likely hire subcontractors to do the actual physical labor. So, which is it? Is it the subcontractor building the house, or is it the general contractor building the house? By all legal definition, the sole responsibility falls on the general contractor. It doesn't matter what the subcontractor does. Can I get an amen? And this, this gives us an illustration to see this scripture from God's point of view. It says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. So who's building it? Is it God or us? Well, the truth is God is the general contractor and he has the blueprint and the authority and he's the one responsible for the success of your family. But as a subcontractor, as you go about to build your life and build your family, if you ignore the rules... And the blueprint of the general contractor for your family then he can fire you or he can correct you he can tell you tear it back down and start over and this time do it the way I told you to do it and it'll stand can somebody say amen right there so the truth is we work with the Lord and we work for the Lord and we're foolish to think that we can do it any other way I mean, that's where all the variants of uh, family ideas come, to, come from in our culture. That's where the LGBTQ community comes from. Uh, that, that's where people get the idea that you can make a family whatever you want to make a family. But the devil is a liar. Amen. Uh, and when you break down the, God's blueprint for the family, you end up destroying culture as you know it. Amen. I want to mention quickly a conversation that I had uh, earlier this week as I met with uh, the chief of police uh, and other community leaders uh, who are formulating a plan to try to put uh, community programs in place to help troubled youth or potentially troubled youth. And the question was raised in that meeting earlier this week, what is the common denominator Whenever you are dealing with troubled youth, are there any things that resurface predominantly that exist in that troubled youth's life more than anything else? And there were two things that were mentioned uh, more predominantly than anything else that causes youth to go astray and get in trouble in society. The first thing was the absence of a father, and the second thing was molestation, abuse. It shocked me. The fatherless thing didn't shock me, but it shocked me at how many children who don't have the protection of their father end up being molested, end up being abused. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And today we have a breakdown of the family because Satan is after the hearts and minds and lives of our children. And if we don't wake up, they'll soon be destroyed by cultural whim. So, I want to give you a few things as food for thought today. Number one, you need to know that the family requires. Protection. Look at our text again. Psalm 127, the last part of verse 1. It said, Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. You see, we ask for God's protection while simultaneously rejecting His blueprint. But honey, can I tell you that it don't work that way? Amen. If you want God's blessing and God's favor on your life, you can't reject His book while simultaneously. Simultaneously, expecting him to bless you for being a rebel and rebelling and forsaking his laws and forsaking his commandments. And when you decide to build it your way instead of God's way, you step out from under the protective umbrella of God himself. And that's where America is at today as a whole. We have stepped outside of God's protective blessing because we have said no to God. We have thrown our faith. A fist in the face of God, and said, "We'll do it our way, and we don't want God in our public squares, and we don't want God in our schoolhouses, and we don't want God in our homes. We don't want God in our entertainment." And God's backed off and said, "If you want it your way, then you don't deserve my protection." And now we are falling up under the demise of our own devices because we have forsaken the blueprint. The family requires protection. It said in verse 2, It is vain for you... To rise up early, to sit up late, to, to eat the bread of sorrows. I, I think now of uh, maybe fathers or mothers who have uh, forsaken the house of God, forsaken uh, the principle of raising their family in the nurture and in the admonition of the Lord. Uh, and they thought that it would be better. Uh, uh, they, they, they say, after all, you only live once and they only grow up once. So on the weekend, instead of raising my family at the church, we're going to build memories at the lake. and we're going to build memories on vacations, and and we'll eventually get around to church. But while they're young and while they're growing up, I have limited time, so I might as well just build memories. And they don't realize or understand the spiritual significance that when they pull their children away from the most important influence in their life, which is the man of God and the Word of God, they are simultaneously pulling them out from under the protection that God can offer a home that decides, to say ask for me and my house we will serve the Lord and they wonder why they can tell Johnny or Jane what to do or what not to do they, they, and they're surprised whenever they rebel they're surprised whenever they go wrong but let me tell you something if you will decide to raise your family according to the word of God there are certain protections that God will put in place and you can sleep at night knowing that God has you covered but many parents uh, Breaks my heart to think about. Can't go to sleep at night because they're wondering where their child is. They wring their hands. They rise up early. They stay up late. They eat the bread of sorrows. Because uh, what their children are doing is breaking their heart. Uh, And I'm not not going to say that just because you raise your children in church is a guarantee that they'll live right. I understand there are exceptions to that rule because everybody has their own personal will and they will give account personally to God for what they do. I'm not suggesting that if you raise them in church uh, that they're always going to end up right. But I am suggesting that you increase the chances of them living right. And you need every odd in your favor in this culture. You don't need to leave nothing on the table for the enemy to take up. And parents, eat the bread of sorrows today. But many times it's because... They refuse to do it God's way. Many times it's because they've let the slithering deception of the snake called the devil slither up into their garden and say, Yea, hath God said. And all it takes is just a slight variation from truth. You don't really need to go to church to have church. Why? You can worship God out on the lake while you're fishing. Amen. And the devil will talk you. All he's really trying to do is get you out from under the protective custody of God Almighty. Amen. Because if He can keep you away from the presence of God, uh, you're free game to Him. He's like a wolf ready to devour you. But listen, it's important for us to understand uh, if we want God's protection for our family, we're going to have to make sure that our family is raised up under uh, the Word of God uh, so that they have every chance to hear the truth uh, that can transform their lives uh, and give them direction that they need for the rest of their life here on earth as well as for eternity somebody say amen speaking of protection let's think for example how foolish would it be to rip an infant from the womb prematurely because we're in a hurry to get it grown up we wouldn't do that but I've heard the logic oh if you protect your children too much they won't know what the real world's like you gotta give them a taste of the world it's kind of like a it's kind of like what do they call it the Them shots that you take. Booster. No, what's this other word? Vaccine. So let me get this right. You want to give them a a taste of the devil to teach them how the devil works. You want to give them a taste of the world so they'll be, quote, prepared for it. You wouldn't rip a baby from the womb before it's time for it to be delivered. And neither should you throw your children out to the dogs before they're mature enough to handle it. Wake up. Wake up. Do whatever you have to do. There's no such thing as over-protection if you do it by the book. There is very much a such a thing as under-protection. We, we got criticized one time because we had standards for our children that the individual that was criticizing did not have for their children. Oh, well, we live in the real world, he said. Well, I live in the real world too, but I got my eyes open. Meanwhile, their kids today, and this was several years ago, their kids are in all kinds of trouble, and my kids are serving God. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that to say this, this book works when you work the book. Can I get an amen? Because in their most formative years, they need your protection. They need your guidance. And it's time that mamas and daddies quit apologizing, quit trying to fit the mold of the world and do it differently, amen? It's gonna cost you some things. It's gonna be challenging. It's sometimes going to be embarrassing. Sometimes you're gonna to have to swallow your pride. And yes, sometimes you're gonna to say to no no to certain social events that you would like to participate in. But so be it if you saves your children from a lifetime of hell and heartache and an eternity in hell. Can I get an amen? What happened to the daddies that will pay any price? And what happened to the mamas that will pay any price to protect their children from the whims of society? I, I make no apologies to anybody for the way that God led us to raise our kids. We made many sacrifices. My wife turned down a job when we moved to Thompson, she could be working full-time and getting a full-time paycheck right now as a school teacher. But God said, this year, I want your kids at home. And so you know what we did? We let our kids stay home, and we're homeschooling them this year. Could we use the money? why most certainly we could. But let me tell you something. There's something more important than Money. And that's the livelihood and the success of our children. I realize everybody can't do that. I'm not suggesting that you can. I'm just trying to make the point that if you will do whatever you can, amen, and quit just accepting defeat or just accepting things as they are, there's probably a whole lot more that we can all do more than what we're doing right now. Amen. There's something we can all do to improve the chances of the success of our children. Family requires protection, Number two, the family is raised up for projection. Now look at this. Verse three, low children are inheritance of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. I love this verse. How many times does our culture treat children like an inconvenience? How many times does our culture treat children like a disease or like a sickness? How many times do women say, my body, my choice, and discard the life within them because they look at it kind of like a cancer or something? And the Bible said that the fruit of the womb is God's reward. That thing is precious. That child is, is made in the image of God. And I don't care what the circumstances are behind your natural birth. There's a purpose for every single conception. And God has a design in mind, and they are a reward. And we got to start treating our children like they're a prized possession instead of treating them like they're an inconvenience. Can I get an amen? This is such a vicious and cruel culture. Not only do we have to fight for them to survive the womb, but now we have to fight for our elderly to survive to a natural death. Because culture is so quickly to discard what is not economically advantageous. And we have made money our God. And, and if you'll raise money up as your God amen, then what you, all you'll have is what money can buy, and all you'll have without is what money cannot buy. And I don't know about you, but there's a whole lot more to life than money, amen. I thank God for the peace that surpasseth all understanding. I thank God that I have a home in heaven that's guaranteed and sure, amen. I thank God that I have God's wisdom through this Bible. I have the Holy Spirit to guide me. I have joy unspeakable and full of glory. I have a blessed family. I have a blessed wife. I have a blessed church today. Money can't buy any of that. Children are a reward. Start treating them like it. Start acting like you're glad that you received them. Well, anybody that gets a reward, anybody that gets a reward, brags on that reward, don't they? If you get a reward at work for some kind of achievement... They give you a reward or a trophy while you'll put it up on the mantle or you'll put it up on your desk and you'll make sure that it's a center conversation piece anytime you get the chance. I wonder if we started treating our children like they're the best thing that's ever happened to us if it would change the trajectory of their life. We've got to start convincing our children that we are happy that they are here and we can't wait to help them succeed in life. Quit treating them like an inconvenience. Quit pushing them off on somebody else like you don't have time for them. And start making them believe that that they are worth your time and your energy and your effort. Can I get an amen? Mm, It says, as arrows in the hands of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Uh, It's lacking... Uh, children to arrows in the hands of a mighty warrior what does a warrior do with arrows well he defeats foes Uh, he aims for targets and he hits those targets Uh, and the Bible says if you raise your children right uh, uh, amen you can release them one day after you've raised them right uh, and they'll hit the target amen Uh, and they'll be blessed and they'll be successful and they'll defeat their enemies because you realize that they're raised up uh, for projection that is it is your responsibility to help nurture and guide them into the direction that they're supposed to go. Children are rewards, not burdens. And and, and I want to say this. If you want to hit the mark for your greatest purpose, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures into your children's future and success. Because if you don't, the world will. I, I need to say this. Money is not the solution for raising your kids. For what good is your bass boat if your kids don't even want to hang around at Christmas time because they resent you so? Amen. Can I say this? Every child cares more for your presence than they do your presents. Did you catch that? They, they care more for your presence than your money, than your gifts. If we're not careful... Especially those of us whose language of love is giving things. We will give and give and give and give and then we'll wonder why our children don't understand how much we love them. Not realizing that their love language is not receiving gifts but spending time in your presence. And because they didn't hear you in their love language, they think that you don't love them. You can pile up the money at their feet and give them anything they want to, but if you don't care enough for them to spend quality time with them and invest in them, you're not going to convince them of your love for them. Family matters.
0: Today's teaching is coming to an end, but you don't have to stop studying God's Word. Here at True North, we encourage all of our listeners to dive into Scripture regularly on your own. As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to guide your reading and reveal God's truth to you. Thanks for joining Pastor Gary Cottle today for True North. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new edition. If you'd like to learn more about True North or Pastor Gary, visit GaryCottle.com. Would you like to plan a visit to worship and study the Bible with Pastor Gary? You can find all the information you need about where he pastors and how you can visit at garycoddle.com. If you're not in the area, we do encourage you to find and begin attending a Bible-teaching church near you. Find a family of faith that you can invest in and who will encourage you in your own walk with the Lord. If you have any questions or would like to find out how you can support Gary Coddle Ministries and True North, please reach out to Pastor Gary. He can be reached at contact at GaryCoddle.com. That's contact at Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on True North.